what are we going to do if my skate does? Are we, are we live and we're now? live. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we caught Michael there uh, freaking out. So that's quite a good start, eh? Yeah, yeah. no, it's brilliant. I love it. It's awesome. great. Hello to anybody who's out there who's decided to come and join us for our first live session of Always the Worst Podcast. It's all four of you. <laughs> four. Three. What? So there's one. It's just us three. Yeah, yeah us three. Yeah. Keep my eye. Make sure we, all, we all have our own Twitch open and Donna. <laughs> and Donna. Oh, well, I hope so. So, to anybody who's maybe not listened to us over on Spotify, we like to talk shit about films nine times out of ten. We like to talk shit about TV, and overall, we just like to talk shit. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. I'm Chris. I tend to try my damnedest to run this, but doesn't seem to go very well for me half the time. And today, I'm joined by Michael. Hello, that's the scares me. Hello. That's indeed. <laughs> and also Mark. Yeah, I'm the the guy who gets forced to the bottom. Apparently, where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're that's holding good. us all. You're you're holding us all up, Mark. Mate, you're yep. just carrying us. That's what is actually yeah, happening here. I think it's actually just a pecking order. I'm the bottom feeder at the group, so <laughs> <laughs> just... until you find something positive to say, you don't get moved up. Okay, oh. okay, okay. <sighs> so what we what we talking about today then? Well, I'm hoping the title in our top right will be able to tell you that it's called "Oh God, Not the Bees." Ah, so we're discussing um, the lack of bees in our environment today and how we, what we can do to help sort them out, yeah? Apparently, bees are becoming an endangered species. Actually, yeah. on that note, was it 12 or 24 species of bees have died out? I was, oh, shit. We had a fucking twat. raise our spirits, man. Like, Sorry, you, you brought it up and I'm like, shit, I actually talk about this. It popped up on my Twitter yesterday and I was like, oh, God, that's bad. So there's murder hornets and less bees. So it's like the things that can save us are getting outweighed by the things that want to kill us. Well, <laughs> perfect world. Yeah. I mean, we're going to use the murder hornets, we're going to weaponize them. But yeah, that's not what we're talking about. We're not here to talk about <laughs> bees. We aren't? No. Uh, well, one type of bees in particular, I guess, and that's the ones from the 2006, I'm going to say, remake yes. of The Wicker Man that we all decided to watch this week. For what reason? <laughs> I can't oh, remember. Boy, howdy, it was fun. Well, mm-hmm. the reason was we were going to watch a good Nick Cage film and a bad Nick Cage film, but we only got around to watching a bad Nick Cage film. <laughs> I mean, it's good depending on your, your perspective of what you expected from this film. It's a great hor- uh, comedy film, yeah, I'll give it that. <laughs> yep. And how many Nicolas Cage films you've seen. Very true. Yes. So, if the only other Nicolas Cage film you've seen is The Weatherman, then this is probably up there. <laughs> nice. So what I've done, actually, because I'm organised today, is I have actually loaded up the trailer for us to have a oh, wee quick, quick oh, watch of. Very nice. So everyone else gets to see this in action. You can. How do we, how do we know when it's done? I'll let <laughs> you, you know. Oh, cool. Oh, no. oh, there he is. Terminator that... 1000 himself. That scene over and over and over again. Mm, you never get bored of that scene, do you? <laughs> to be fair, that was way more exciting than the film. I, the I, way they did that. I don't think exciting was what they should have aimed for. <laughs> but like, let's let's hold off for a second and let other people make their minds up. Edward, yeah. I know that we haven't spoken in a few years. Mm-hmm. He's damn lost. Well, he was lost indeed. I have a daughter. Her name is Rowan. 
She has been missing for two weeks now. Wow, even this trailer is condescending. There was a child, and he dreamed about the child a lot more than is, you know, makes it concerning. Is this one of those trailers that's going to tell us the entire film? It's basically going beat for beat what's happening. Yeah, I mean, it's this. This is the film, guys. This is the whole thing. Yeah, I think. That, yeah. I wish we just watched this instead. Like, that would have been over a lot quicker. You would have saved an hour and 35 minutes of our lives. This is even in chronological order? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? Did you see that red filter over the picture so you know that's an important yeah. picture there? Oh, what the fuck was that editing? That was... God, it's like... It's like the editing used in Saw. Mm. Like the fisheye lens, though, that's pretty funky. Except that film actually worked as a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage and no one else you really care about. You know, honestly, I couldn't name a single person in that film. Like, um, I don't think there have been in other movies. No. Well, you had Discount Kathy Bates. Like, that, this guy, Kathy Bates. That's and... her name for me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That is The Wicker Man, basically. Don't watch it. We don't even need to talk about it now. Everybody's seen <laughs> yeah. it. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Basically, <laughs> that was a quick podcast. Yeah, all of that. And then The Wicker Man shows up and that's it. Like, congratulations, everyone. Movie you're over. Up to, you're, up, you're up to scale. You're up to scale? Scale. <laughs> you're up to speed with us. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. Satisfying moment. Oh, you're going to crack a cold one? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Doesn't he want it open? Ah, oh, that's the oh, stuff. Saying Number something. two. Well, cheers for thanks for making us watch that terrible. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. So, right. So, you want to like uh, how should we even like approach this? Like, because obviously, like you and I, Chris, have have seen the original, right? Because Michael didn't do his homework. No, I no, no. Michael. <laughs> so I was too busy, uh, basically re grating my bathroom and resealing it and today we were painting the stuff like shut up man. i'm busy man a grown-up i know it's it's the worst yeah i had that moment but, today when i was folding clothes so i was folding clothes very grown-up like folding up the weekend's clothes but i had baby metal in the background i'm like i don't know if i'm a grown-up yet if i'm listening to baby metal as i do this no no that, that's fine you're like that we're allowed something that's uh, mildly immature. That's how life goes. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, if you've seen the original, obviously, like, your opinion going into this version of The Wicker Man is it, it warps everything you see. So, I don't know about you, Michael, in particular, since you had no expectations going into it. Like, all I had was, like, your usual hearsay of this film and just how awful it is. Like, Mm. this seems to be the film that most people will go to if you want to say oh what's a bad Nicolas Cage film uh, everyone is always like oh the Wicker Man um, and obviously it's got its references in pop pop culture with the not the bees and the bit where he's in a bear suit and <laughs> the bear suit <laughs> yeah. so your expectations are set fairly low yeah so like 
straight from the get-go with this one uh, if you have seen the original you can tell that it's just americanized to fuck like the the opening sequence has got explosions like car smashing and like a uh, fucking t-1000 cop guy <laughs> like it's just all pure like action-packed and like oh my god thriller moment whereas like the original one is just the guy kind of sauntering in to investigate <laughs> very much <laughs> you so. know it's, it's because it's quite strange as well because this film does go to that pace afterwards like it kind of yes. like starts to meander but it, it felt as if they were like an american studio was like oh we can't have this movie be that meandering pace for the entire thing we need something to make sure people don't leave the cinema in the first five minutes yeah just before we get into this i want to say hello to ina who's our first chat member so hi ina hello hi. Hello. Yay. hello any any questions about the film or if you got any input if you've seen it yourself just feel free to chime in and we might actually <laughs> join the discussion yeah yeah, yeah. What, what i'll probably do is if we end up having a few people in the chat at the end if you have anything you want to ask about it we'll mm-hmm. jump through the questions at the end so that we can or not get broken up suge- in our rants yeah. or any suggestions for future films to watch because we're always looking for those for sure. <laughs> the, the bees <laughs> oh dear um, yeah. one, one of my biggest problems with this film right and it's the weirdest thing and we all had a very good laugh at it was the fucking night shots where everything oh, the night shots. was lit with like someone's car someone yeah. pull up with their headlights and we're like we don't know if this is maybe you know the middle of the day middle of the night like what the fuck what what, what would go on yeah, that really in, bothered me in the middle of the island there was actually just a giant floodlight yeah <laughs> and that was a, maybe that's a football pitch like yeah. just on all the thing the reason this really bothered me is i'm just trying my damnedest to do a horror film based at night with no mm. lights on i like i'm actually doing my god damn this to try and do this and i've kind of got it to work by putting it's honest to god two sheets of filter blue filter over my softbox and it makes it look like nighttime yeah you're saying this film couldn't afford two sheets of fucking blue filter yeah to make I mean, it, it look slightly nighttime it is very nitpicky and only the kind of thing that like obviously people like ourselves would complain about but it is just dumb like if you are a lighting expert and you're trying to make something look like nighttime like please don't use that color of light like just yeah. it was put so something warm. blue tone over it at least like even a post to make it look yeah. right but i think it's, it's so at odds as well with like because the original one i don't remember there being like a single nighttime scene at all no. it was all mostly full lit day wasn't it yeah yeah i think the the first one i'm pretty sure like this one took place over roughly a week give or take like a few days yeah, where I found with the original, you felt that passage of time a lot more because, as you're saying, with the Mirandering kind of plot, you had the mm-hmm. moments where it's just him kind of figuring out the town. He's not trying to punch people in the face or argue. Just like I'm, a, I'm here to check this place out. These are a bit weird. I'm super Christian. Yous aren't super Christian. I don't like it, but he just has slow moments. Yeah. That means when that big ending that just goes nuts happens, you're like what the fuck is going on yeah because i think that's something you notice in this version the nicholas cage one like immediately is that as soon as he arrives everyone is fucking evil like like they're standing there cackling and holding like a bloody bag and they're just like ah ha ha stranger what are you doing here <laughs> like that's it's 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 so out of place and immediately right. just makes you think all right everyone's the bad guy right because, i understand because <laughs> in the original 
yeah. they were actually rather welcoming. It was mm-hmm. one of the biggest points of it was to be welcoming because yeah. of what they had to do with them at the end. We will be spoiling the original and more likely this because it's old. Yeah. And the original is from the, what, 60s, 70s? Can't remember if it's... Yeah. And also, even if you watch the trailer for the, the 70s one, it also tells you the entire plot. Like, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen it, like, yeah. you know, the iconic scene is in the trailer. Like, the yeah. ending is in it. So it's it's yeah. kind of pointless. But, so the thing was, like, obviously, I don't know if this is just bias, but because the original one is set in a Scottish island, mm-hmm. it feels like something that is believable. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the community of people there seem just as you kind of expect from these smaller islands in that time period. Yeah. Like, they're just all by themselves, don't have much communication with the outside world. There's no internet yet or anything like that, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it just seems, like, wholly believable, but these other characters from the American one just feel, yeah, like, fake and, like, obviously evil and obviously, like, <laughs> trying to do something sinister. Yeah, yeah. It's, the kind of, it's the kind of thing of, like, if, if you went to that island and everyone was straight away just like we're gonna do deal what missing girl what oh we don't know that missing girl yeah she's here but maybe she's not and they're all being dead mm-hmm. vague and obscure you would be like out by his yep. like you wouldn't hang around you're just like this is way out of my jurisdiction lost uh, cause gone this is the weird thing because obviously they try to justify it in the american one by giving him like a, a social link to the case by saying it's his ex-wife, I'm guessing, yeah. or, or just ex-girlfriend, I can't remember, and it, you know, turns out to be maybe his kid, and so that's why he's invested in it. Whereas in the the original one, it's more just a man who is like doing his duty and like just trying to yeah. uphold his ideals and his like philosophies. Yeah. So, so Michael, just to give you a bit of a brief in, input on the original, was mm-hmm. this was a storyline. He gets called to the island because someone's went missing, as an actual police investigation. Oh, it's yeah. a police investigation because someone's went missing and they've reported it. Yeah. And he goes and he does his job, and that's what he's there for to do his job. There's no emotional connection outside of I'm doing my job, and that means when things get weird, you feel it getting weird because he's doing his job. Yeah. He's just a guy to us. There's no connection. We're in. Oh, Andy is critical. Like yeah. the second he interviews the woman's the the child's mother, and she says, "Oh, yeah, uh, whatever." Like when they mention that she's missing and stuff, mm-hmm. he's like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? Yeah. This is not appropriate." Like, how can you just be so flippant about your child being gone and stuff like that? It's yeah, he's a more believable character because even if he has less motivations, his actions are believable. Yeah, yeah. There's, I guess they're like his actions and what he does and all that stuff just makes more sense like from a character standpoint and like a you know a police officer standpoint whereas like obviously mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage w- wakes up one night and he's like uh, it's night time time to dig up this grave and then go down into the bit I know is flooded <laughs> that seems yeah. like a good idea for the middle of the night there's just no sense or logic behind yeah, it's, it's not even like even just Nicolas Cage's characters like all the characters in this film seem to have completely muddled like motivation or understanding at yeah. like spoilers for the end because obviously it, one of the twists is that everyone on the island is sort of like playing him mm-hmm. in a sense to kind of like manipulate him into i don't really know what like because they, they could have just sacrificed him the second he arrived if they really wanted to there's no need for the whole yeah. playing around thing but essentially everyone in this movie 
obfuscates information intentionally for the entirety of the film. You do not learn anything more about the case than what you learned going into it. Yeah. Every person he talks to is just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And that's it. There's no that's <laughs> no investigative investigatory work is done. <laughs> they just say, I don't know. You know. They're all kind of obscure for obscurity's sake. Yeah. Yes. I have something lined up because you're talking about the under the water scene, you know, we haven't mm. gone into that bit. Yeah. The great one of the better parts of the movie, one of the the great scenes of the movie. Oh, when he finds the doll. When he finds the doll, give me a wee second. I'm just getting it lined up. Oh, nice. Right, right. You got to see this is acting. Best acting. Oscar nominations right here. Oh, so good. Uh see, ten seconds of gold is what that was. <laughs> ten seconds of fucking gold. Oh, how to get burned? <laughs> how to get burned? Um, yeah, no. This was um, a thing that bothered me actually. See, from knowing the original compared to this one, was mm-hmm. there was a bit of an interest with the younger lass, um, like the kind of early twenties lass with Nick Cage. It's uh, a wee throw, yeah. yeah, yeah, No, not Willow. The other one, the one ends up disappearing for the whole film, but she has this thing of take me off the island. Oh, no, no, right. I, I, I got confused because in the original, the character of Willow is supposed to be someone who's a temptress for the yep. the police officer, whereas in this one, Willow is just his ex, yep. right? And but then they it, put in a character who's supposed to be kind of like the Willow from the original, but which she does, does nothing. nothing? <laughs> she kind of gives a wee flirty moment and then drops it and then never returns. Yeah, and then her, and then asking her asking him to take her off the island, yeah, just to disappear until she starts trying to drop kick on, you know, like that's that's the thing is like she doesn't seen again in the film, like seriously until she turns up and just starts going like at it, like tries to like kill him for out of nowhere, yeah. and Nicolas Cage drop kicks this woman. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding, oh, <laughs> he does like so a good. proper WWE style two leg drop kick type thing and puts her through a wall like. It's so good. It's amazing. It's, it's fucking peak comedy. It's like it's like oh, the most slapstick thing. Probably you wouldn't even see that in like a Hangover movie or something like that. That's the only thing I could think that has that level of comedy fighting. Yeah. yeah, this is like the equivalent to Rush Hour or something. Like it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, comedy action is what it was. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like that that character in particular really bothered me because the, the edition we watched was actually supposed to be the director's cut. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and I have seen the undirector's cut version, and there's, there's fuck all different, right? Like all the same scenes are there. So whoever this director is, you have no vision, <laughs> you have no, <laughs> no care. Like, oh, oh, oh. I, it's just <laughs> the director's cut is exactly the same as the theatrical cut. He was just yeah. like, yep, that, nothing's that's changed. Put my it's name good. on it twice. He just, just did <laughs> multiple dream sequences, like extra dream sequences, because that yep. was needed. One oh, of the. Ex- talk that away because that was fucking awful right that the dream sequence and stuff was just fucking horrendous of like you know what it felt like for me naruto flashbacks this was it was filler in a movie that was already too long yeah (laughs) so when you watch naruto naruto will pick up a kunai and then they go well we're actually further than the manga right now we need to think of something so this kunai will have a story and they'll tell the story and it means nothing that was every dream sequence because it just showed you the exact same shit that just happened. And it didn't even do a different camera angle. They filmed no. it the exact same way. I think in one scene, the girl changed. 
I think she looked like yeah. a different wee lassie who's maybe be the daughter. Tell if that was just that was intentional, or they just yeah. couldn't get the actress back and they just did it again. Like, so, I oh, it was so odd. Right, one of the biggest crux to the plot when we were watching it that I nearly lost what? it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that this was the bit that got me with the plot was see when the reveal happened of why he was chosen. He's a white knight, you are here, you're virtuous, you're here to save your daughter. We need someone like that. When it, you go, ah, kind of makes sense. I feel like you could have got any police officer to come and they would still be as virtuous about doing their job. This but was a bit that got me. Never explained why it needs to be virtuous either. Exactly. Like, the big like, thing in the original, because it's same with this, it's based around being a pagan. It's all about mm-hmm. pagan kind of lore and sacrifice. It's all about sacrificing. Not being Christian. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's all based kind of around that. The big thing, the whole point of the other one, which made so much sense, was the police officer, because he was a devout Christian, was still a virgin. Yeah. Because he hadn't been married yet. And they needed a virgin to sacrifice, which is to the lore that everybody thinks of paganism, as sacrificing virgins. And, yes. I, and it makes so much sense to their whole celebration and everything they're doing. But this one is just oh. Nick Cage. Because they even try and tempt him away from it, because that's that, the that's point. The see, see in the original, right, right, Michael, just for your sake, like, yeah. they actually try. They they are so nice to him in this way. Like, they actually, uh, they kind of respect his beliefs, in a sense, even though it's not theirs. But he doesn't respect theirs. That's the whole idea. He almost comes across as the villain of the piece mm-hmm. in that one, because they're all so, like, like genuine about what they believe and what they care about. Um, they try and actually give him what he wants in his last week alive. Like they they try and show him everything that is available to him in life, and he rejects it all because he is a devout Christian man and will not break. Like it's <laughs> so he's like this woman Willow is trying to like sexually seduce him like as well, and he's just like oh he's almost ready, but he's like no I can't do it I can't do it, and it's just it's his own fault kind of almost in a sense that he's so devout that he ends up in the situation. Exactly. Yeah. I've just been given a wee feedback from one of my lecturers at college about yeah. uh, some things about the original film. Sadly, I cannot mm-hmm. promote, pronounce one of the words at the end, but I'll okay. go. He says it has a heavy Calvinistic thing going on, if anybody knows what that means. Right. That is out my wheelhouse. An inherently Scottish Presbyterian Presbyterian Thank you guys. So a wee bit of feedback from one of the people that I respect in knowledge of yeah. films but if anybody has some jump offs on that because like i was just saying like see see the moment in the original where like like there's a lot of odd stuff happening but it's not necessarily odd in the sense that like oh we're cackling over a cauldron sort of thing it's just they're all like singing shanties and being super happy and they're all enjoying their lives no one looks like they're actually miserable to be there it's such an island thing do you know what it's that is? kind of like out in the the wilds yeah. it's wild wild country at the beginning mm-hmm. everybody yeah. hates them because they're different and they're different. enjoying being different that's because they're not christian exactly the main thing. it's yeah. like yeah. it's like that precursor to that because think about when it was made as you're saying 60s 70s that was when these mm-hmm. kind of religious spiritualist things were starting to be known in the world yeah yeah and taking like old values instead of christian values Mm-hmm. So it was, it was actually really quite clever film for its time when you think about it that way, like so, to actually so dive into that. 
that's what I'm trying to like pull out from this uh, the 2006 version is do we assume that is is he a Christian because he had a crucifix right mm -hmm. and then one scene yeah. there was a crucifix in the house we saw that but the rest of the time he kind of acts like an atheist yeah, yeah like there, there was like nothing else he could have even it's so so simple to just add in extra stuff just like oh would you like some wine oh no thank you i'm off the stuff like something yeah. that, as easy as that and there you go because he never mentions got his his personal beliefs even when they're talking about their occult sort of ways or like yeah. all that kind of like he sees like the ancient was it ancient gods book or something like that he doesn't make a comment about any of the religion anything about it he just yeah. goes on about it and it almost kind of seems like he is a non-believer the way he acts when they're like oh our god's gonna do this and he's like ah you're full of shit you know it kind of yeah. seems more like he's an atheist in that sense but it's never brought up as a character piece like, yeah and it's at the end when he's shouting i don't believe in your god well like there should have been so much what this remake really could have done is explored the whole paganistic side of things because there is so much to be in a branch of christianity mm -hmm. or like it branches off from the original three religions yeah um, they could have explored how it's a polytheistic thing and they could have talked about the many gods so when he said i don't you know i don't believe in your god they could have been like which like, one which one pick, yeah pick one. yeah <laughs> yeah um and they could have had more talk about like uh there's this god and that god and like they mm. could have talked about each one a bit more in depth and then seen people dressed as those gods at the end yeah you know like, just just take one of the main themes of the film and explore it a bit more that could have just helped so much yeah see with oh. the dressing up part this was mm -hmm. the problem with that film so when that scene all happened and it was it was actually quite happy it was super happy like it was nothing creepy about it i think we're we talking the, about the, 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 the 2006 2006 yeah because yeah, the original yeah, okay, was right. fucking offsetting, offsetting as fuck. But see, when they did it in the original, one of the biggest things that they've done was you got to see them making their costumes as the film goes. You get to see them preparing for this day. It's so yes. about that day. Whereas uh -huh. in 2006, they go, the day's coming. Just so you know. No, no, no. Like even, even not just that. Some of them say, like, oh, like the thing's happening. But other times he's like, so what's happening in a couple of days? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And like it looks like nothing is being prepared, no one is doing anything, whereas in like the original people are setting up the maple, doing the dances, getting all their costumes prepared, like actually like because it's a celebration for them. It's about they're not ashamed of what they're doing. Like it's just normal for them. And that that uh, also leads into like see Christopher Lee's character. Mm -hmm. He's the polar opposite because he plays Summer Isle in the original, right? And you know, Summer Isle is played by uh, a woman, what's her name? Like Ellen Bernstein, I think she plays uh, plays it. And the and that one, and she plays it overtly evil, like as an obviously like sinister person. Whereas Christopher Lee's version is a very pleasant man who yeah. actually just wants to understand. I mean, that this is a big <laughs> thing for me, is see the overtones of being really pleasant. Mm, that's and sinister as fuck exactly it's it's, <laughs> it's the stepfold wife i think i said that when we were watching it is that stepfold wife thing of these people are so nice and good that they mm -hmm. must be sinister that's what the yeah. original was. this one they had very much of case of we are the worst type of people we're actually <laughs> the worst and we want you know it's something they didn't even oh my god just remember that they didn't even bring up properly the guys have all had their tongues cut out it's like you, you figure it out as it goes on. See, towards the end, yeah. when somebody he goes, uh, uh, then 
They never explain once, not once, yeah. why. We, I, you kind of put it together of like these mm-hmm. people are here for breeding and nothing else, and maybe manual labor. But that is right. such a cool thing that they like, could have dived into and really have him. See, having him discover some of the stuff about around the matriarchy of that island mm-hmm. would yes. have been so unsettling of watching them demean these men and watching them take away the mm-hmm. kind of manliness of the guys because outside of being a seed, you're not useful to us. Yeah. But they just go, nah, they cut their tongues out and they shag them. Like, this is a weird thing because, like, obviously the 2006 one has this massive theme of, like, uh, kind of, like, a, a feminist sort of, like, uh, the whole commune is, a, is about women first, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it's never actually explained how that came about or whether or not they believe that their god is female or anything like this or why it's important for them to structure their society in that way. And it's just all, like, just everything about this movie is just swept to the side the second it's brought up. Yeah. And it just, yeah. it, it frustrates me so much because there could be, like, a lot of lore, a lot of things to delve into. But the characters themselves never actually explain anything they always hide every fact and then the main character himself is a shit detective or investigator <laughs> right so he picks up on none of it and it's just fucking annoying <laughs> i think this film tries to you know it goes with the old saying show don't tell but it tries to avoid telling you so much <laughs> that it doesn't even show you anything yeah well actually i what it does show you is the same dream sequence 47 times of that girl yeah. getting blown up yeah. in a car. Right. But because that was really important to the plot that you need to remember a girl got blown up yes. in a car. <laughs> like... Yep. This is what this film is, right? Michael, you're steaming yes. drunk. You're absolutely your face drunk, right? <laughs> Strong as his beer. <laughs> I've gave you the cliff notes of the Wicker Man. Mm. Write me a reboot. That's what this film Uh-oh. is. It's like somebody's okay. not watched the Wicker Man and went, I, could, I know roughly what's about. There's a guy burning in a big yeah. wooden man at the end, right? Yeah. I, Pretty again, much. have been given a quite a nice wee comment about it. Okay. And the, just a question to put out there of is it something to do with the differences in audiences of the context of death of religion and the rise of atheism? Because mm. with the 70s ones, it was very big on religious purity. Where this one, as you brought up, the both of you is about we think that Cage might be an atheist. But he does have a Jesus cross in his but house. He does have some of that kind of stuff, yeah. or because that's a very American thing. I think even if you're only religious, so, having a crucifix doesn't so kind of mean anything. This is one of the things I wanted to like, yeah, expand upon was the idea that obviously the the original version has that theme because that was very prevalent at the time, of course, and that's why this one fails in the 2006 is because it doesn't try to adapt that idea into modern times. If he was like like a very militant atheist then that would be the new thing because obviously then he's fighting against their system and you would want to see how he goes about that but he never brings up his own beliefs or his systems or why he's even doing anything his sole motivation is that this is a girl that he used to know that's it yeah like Somebody See, like, that even... I used to know somebody. That's sorry, the <laughs> you know, song came out when I have the like see it needed to have something a bit with more gravitas like see if um you know the scene at the beginning where he's like obviously like pulling this trying to get this girl out of this car 
Um, yeah. Then he goes and he sits down in his house and he's distraught for ages and he, he can't really go to work. He doesn't feel right. See if instead that we had established that, like, I don't know, he was only distraught and destroyed because, like, maybe him and his wife previously tried, had a child and they lost it or something like that. Like, something that tied it in and made it yeah. really about him. He also had and... another one for me for that because everything about this is Roger's undertones. That's the point of the, the whole mm -hmm. thing. What if just kind of theory crafting was he had the chance to save that girl and stuff and he prayed like instead of him just depressed on the couch he prayed for some kind mm. of sign or redemption yeah for what happened because it was his fault and his eyes like at any movie goer it's his fault he couldn't save her and also right. his fault he was standing in the road and the yeah. truck ran into yeah, it. But yeah, exactly. It's like, it's his fault, right? It's his yeah. fault and he, he wants redemption. There was not enough build-up to him going to the island to justify... Mm -hmm. See, like, take away the whole scenes of him in the police station. Yeah. Talking... Because these scenes are irrelevant. You could skip back past about 15 minutes at the beginning of this film of him just going, mm -hmm. I'm going to go to this island because that last year I used to, you know, going back yeah. in the day, I'm going to go and save her. Because that, that's what it's meant to be all about, is... Oh, the gong came back, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <the gong> <laughs> apologies, but, um, apologies. But what? see if you did that, and then just made him pray. Just give him five, ten minutes of trying to pray to God, and no, getting nothing. I and don't then... feel as if that's relevant these days, though. I don't feel like religion is as big of a talking but, point for the general th audience. That's the thing, though, but the fact that he does that and nothing happens makes him bitter, and mm -hmm. makes him disjointed. Then they okay. Yeah. You could have possibly went with like a sort of opposite, like so. Obviously, when the police officer lady comes to visit him at his house, you could have seen something like, um, you know, bottles, empty bottles of like whiskey or wine on the table, um, possible, you know, something. Um, even I know it's a very on the nose, but you could have had, say, the crucifix from the background and a Bible just in the bin next to the door yes. i know it's yeah. that is very on the nose well, but just something to show something. like where he's at because like there really is zero motivation here we as an audience don't understand why he's so connected to this ex of his right because i mean if i got a letter from one of my exes that said come to an island i think my daughter's missing i'd be like fuck it call the police mate <laughs> like you know right. even though he is a police officer but he's not in that area like he comes from across and like, it's washington isn't it yeah yeah he's in cali he's, he's from california like he should not even be there or even, even... was is like what six seven years since you'd be like new number who this yeah, <laughs> yeah. New, new postcode who this <laughs> so, so you know what else is like going back to the the scene with uh the men with their tongues cut out mm -hmm. even if so obviously the way nicholas cage acted throughout that film was just well, I, I use acting as very loosely yeah. eye acting, lots of eyes um, <laughs> see even if he had went to those extremes and when the guy tried to talk but he couldn't, see if Nicolas Cage had just like grabbed his face and like held his mouth open and even even shown us that the guy didn't have a tongue Yeah. as opposed to just like oh maybe that guy's just got a mouthful of soup or something <laughs> like he's just, maybe he can talk right now but oh. The reason um, they don't have any honey also, is every guy's ate all of it and it's stuck in the mouth going, Also, I would like to 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 be that to be that guy. Um so I, I would like to say it's it, this is less of a feminist movement kind of thing. Because obviously 
they are being very derogatory towards the men and demeaning them. But feminism is about the equality. Feminism is about yeah. raising women to the same standards that men are currently held at, at the minute. Um, if you say equality, people could easily take men and drop them down. Yeah. But if you say feminism, it brings women up. This is very much about women being superior to men. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is not equal at all. This is very much a matriarchy society. But that's what I was wondering. Why doesn't it explain why it ended that Ex way? Exactly. Like, the a lot of pagan religions have like the the mother, obviously, like uh, as oh, yeah, like yeah. one of the the bigger features. Like I'm sure in like a lot of things like Wicca and sort of that. But it's never shown to see like they don't have any kind of like idols of their gods or anything at all to kind of suggest that like female power was like their driving force. Like I, I, no explanation. Yeah. That's, that's all I need is a little bit of it. Like <laughs> One of the great things would have also been, so obviously everyone's named after plants. I don't know. Does that link to the original at all? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, most of them have names like that. But I don't think... The thing is, obviously, the original doesn't have that same uh, yeah. commune thing. It doesn't have, like, uh, the, the leader is a man. But, yeah. um, but yeah. one of, at one point, they could have easily said... Uh, they could have mentioned Mother Earth. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, and that like, that would have just been so easy. Yeah, yeah. Again, I have another scene lined up for you guys. Just just because oh. I need I need I need to liven this up. Like we're we're getting right. depressed. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we, get, right. we're getting we're down. We're getting serious. The... We're getting Don't serious. Don't forget that this movie is purely about the comedy, right? This is what it was yeah, written yeah. for. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to bring you some comedy back in. Like this right. is what I'm here what for. I'm I'm here for a wee bit of comedy. Let's get back to it. I have the bees. The whole oh. reason why everybody's here. Oh. To watch yeah. about the bees, so let's let's enjoy. Let's take a moment, take a break. Go for ahead. 20 seconds. I do have some. I do have some points about this. I want to talk about. So yeah, go ahead. So he gets captured. Oh, by the way, he's allergic to bees. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why they need to torture him with the bees. Right. I couldn't understand it. Right, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so look at him. The bees. Look. It's the bit where he says they're in my eyes. Like, my eyes, they're in my eyes. The CGI bees, they all move in like, unison. Like, what the fuck? Oh. Right. So, a bit of context. The character himself says during the movie he is allergic to bees. Okay. Yeah. And these people, right, according to the plot, have brought him here for the purposes of a sacrifice. And what did they do? Intentionally knowing that this man is violently allergic to bees, is they attack him with bees. The the yeah. fact that they got him back to life doesn't make sense. Like that dude's dead. Like he's fucking dead. You just yeah, kill him. Even though they were about to use him as a sacrifice, so they're like, oh yeah, we should bring him back to life. Like they didn't explain that at all. Why would they like is it to make sure that the bees will pollinate or something? Like yeah. is that part of the ritual? We've done is it, guys. Is it the B movie? Uh, <laughs> oh, leave! Get out! Get out! Oh, right, but we've, right. we've had a good point. Ina has decided she's watching the film. Yeah. Our review has brought Ina to the film. Right. Good. We, so, we've done yeah, the wrong this, thing. This question here of do bees pour? Right. No. Pretty sure bees are a liquid. Like, yeah. So like. Essentially, when you are a beekeeper, yes, you have to motivate them to move. Like in general, a lot of the time, they use smoke and other devices to kind of get them in. But like, no, in this one, they are fires of bees. No, did you not know bees are like ninety-five percent war when they're in a yeah, group? Yeah, no, they're they're liquid. Yeah, and yeah. they're a non-Newtonian liquid. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very they're very viscous. <laughs> like, 
Um, can I just so um, a a much loved horror film by many people, Candyman. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah full yeah. of bees. So many bees in that film. It's all about bees because in the flashback you see Candyman was killed by bees. Yep. This film was released in 1992, <laughs> 14 years prior to this. Mm-hmm. Did they use CGI bees? No. They got tons like of ex. I don't want to say highly trained bees, but there was like a beekeeper. There was <laughs> stunt bees. They're stunt bees. <laughs> and they all got pads on. It's like you're looking at them, they've got um, pads all over them. I think there was either like a, a beekeeper or a bee master or something who essentially had hundreds and hundreds of bees. There was a scene where, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, B- Bill. Um, John. No, the, uh, Tony Todd. Um, he opened his like his fur jacket and you see hundreds of bees all over his chest and there's scenes where he opens his mouth and he's just got bees in his mouth yeah so it it doesn't show that like you can't get highly trained bees i get obviously pouring them into a guy's fucking mask is different this is the thing maybe maybe this is when we find out that nicholas cage is actually (laughs) (laughs) so he couldn't do it like maybe that was the only reason i i have an actual serious point to bring up about that about Candyman to this one is think of the time period yeah. 2006 this mm, is when yeah. cgi is becoming the norm this is round about that kind of era when cgi is slowly becoming as cheap as doing it practically uh-huh. i think we're starting to hit that point and that's why it happened i don't think it's anything to do with the vfx artists not being able to do it good i think it's just vfx at that point we're, we're still we're starting to get cheaper Without the quality, mm. see, like now we've got unbelievable quality at good but, pricing. I think we're I at that middle ground of it was actually a bit cheaper than it would be to hire a guy that's got bees. But this is the thing, like I think I feel like it's also a failure on the part of the director because obviously you can see from the way Nicolas Cage acts that the director has just said to them, like, pretend they're all over your face and they're doing something. Yeah. And to Nicolas Cage, he's like, "How do I emote this to other people?" And he literally says the words. He's like. Ah, they're in my eyes. Yeah. They're on my face. <laughs> ah, yeah, they're yeah. they're here <laughs> like, to help people understand that there's actually going to be bees put in afterwards. It like, just makes you go. That was the best shot of all the takes they took of it. That was the best one. Unless, because unless you're right, maybe the director was writing a horror comedy. Like he watched scary movie like a couple of days mm. earlier before he started shooting and went, "Mate, I'm going to make scary movie with just the Wicker Man and see if anybody gets it." Yeah, but you also got to remember at this point, uh, your major complaint about the VFX was actually not the bees, it was the water, because they decided to CGI in that it was an island. Like, like, (laughs) talk amongst yourselves, I'm going to find that fucking shot (laughs) of that... That's that fucking thing, right? Um, Like, like all all they could have done is basically go to a, a library that they have for footage and maybe find an island. Because he sure as hell didn't fucking film this island live. So there's all this CGI sea all around the place and it's fucking terrible looking. It's like something of a PS1 like intro sequence. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Uh I don't it, know. Like it was bad. It was like so bad. And to think there's only like two well, as far as I can remember, two uses of CGI in this entire film, and they're both fucking shocking. Like yeah. Yeah. Does he think he got like his son to do it, or <laughs> just <laughs> someone, someone on staff? Just get them in, like ah, they could, they could do fluid simulations. Like bees are fluids, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I can't even find a picture of it because no, it was so bad right. that nobody even wanted to screenshot it. 
exactly. Yeah. But it was, it was like, no matter what time of day it was meant to represent, it had the same lighting. Because I'm pretty sure there was maybe one of the island turning to night and one of the island turning yeah. to day. And the sun set in the same place. It rose yeah. and set in the exact same fucking place. Like, um, but it has like it has the same motion as well. Like it's always it's always choppy. There's no like there's no still shots. Well, this is the other thing. Is like it's quite important. Um, this is me bringing it back to the original one. Uh, when they get to that part where they're at the cliff edge and they're gonna put up the wicker man and all that kind of stuff, every person on set has been blown by the sea wind because they're on a fucking island, right? Their hair is everywhere and it's all just mental. And this one, the sea is stationary because it's CGI. Mm-hmm. The actor's hair is stationary mm-hmm. because they're in the middle of fucking Washington. <laughs> because, they're, because they're CGI as well. Yeah, it's like nothing about this shows attention to detail. Uh, like the whole movie feels like it's filmed almost like a budget TV show or a Hallmark film. Yeah. If you yeah, get that feeling, it's... like everything feels like either closed in on set or just not filled out enough it's just so yeah this like it should have been on turner classic movies or something like that yeah one of the biggest complaints i remember you saying chris was it i think you were saying that every building in the entire commune is by a different architect and a different yeah. style from a different time period it, it really does so when you get your first one of the big opening shots of the lodge he's staying in and we all picked up on this and went that's a fucking miniature it's it's not a miniature but it looks like a miniature right mm-hmm. and then the next shot that in like very english cottages they're yeah. in very american cabins and then there's more english cottages and it just felt like i don't know if this was all filmed in the same location it had yeah. that feeling of they went to like four or five different locations and went what's kind of oldie looking and just mashed yeah. it i understand it's america so when it's in america you could have a street this architecture is massively different depending on the people that built it at the time but yes for a this film. is an island. And it's an it's island supposed to be an, it's privately owned as well. It's supposed to this be This many like, have been there from colonial times, from when we came over. Remember how she mentions that her ancestors have lived on this island for this amount of time? Surely they would all be consistent yeah. then in some yeah. regards. Because right. they're I, all ancient buildings. And yeah. it's, it's just such a lack of care, attention yeah. to detail and everything about it. I know this sounds nitpicky to anybody listening, mm. but... The fact is, this film failed so heavily on scales, on mm-hmm. plot, on tension, yep. on the fact is, kind, it's kind of a thriller. That's what The Wicker Man is, a thriller that leads into horror, because it's a detective film. It's it's, a, that's essentially it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a detective film I mean, that turns into a horror film. And mm-hmm. it's such a cool merging of things, because that's two things that yeah. are all about building up tension and then not giving you the satisfa- satisfaction of relieving that tension. Right, mm-hmm. well, this feels so colossally bad that you start picking up on stupid shit. See if you watch a film and then you pick up on the most stupid, irrelevant nonsense, like us with the nighttime scenes. Yeah, yeah. Like us it's with like, the architecture. That shows you how bad a film is. Yeah, because to say for like this is my like second viewing. How many times have you seen it before? Just that was your first time, or that was my first time. That was my so first like, viewing of it. But again, so like, so I seen the original. So I've got. That's what I'm saying. Like you're you're watching this for the first time, and you're able to nitpick. Yeah, like, exactly. That's that's how poorly put together this entire thing is. But to to give it credit to the original as well, it was pretty low budget and quite meandering pace as well, and it also had that kind of like Hallmark TV show feel to it. So I'm not like completely like saying the original is free of criticism. 
of it, course, it, not, is, of course not. it could be highly criticized in a lot of state places but at least its themes its tones and its like uh, entire plot structure is well thought out and applied and i cannot say anything about this one that works that way unless we want to change gears and call it a comedy and then it's just a semi-good comedy yeah okay i've got so, a, i've got a, oh and you go michael you go first i was gonna say from the comments we've got a uh, donald edits oh wow uh, you, about... you you took my point you, yeah, you stole so, it. and it, it actually comes back to one of our other podcasts where we're talking about um, where we talked about Leprechaun. It's not often a matter of budget because you can mm-hmm. have high budget films be terrible, and you can have low budget films be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this exactly it harkens back to to that. It's like it's just people not caring. People yeah. are just putting stuff out because they've been told to do it. Yeah, as as Donald put it in that way. The, the whoever was doing the VFX was given what they were work what they were given to work with, like yeah. VFX team. Sad to say, are given just get this done this date. That's it. And that team could have been a small team, but as he said, yeah, some yeah. of these people went on to do some good things. The artists worked on there, went on to do some better stuff. I'd like to kind of look into who it was that did it and see what they mm-hmm. done. But I'm going to take yeah. your comment on board but that way. But thank, thank instance, you for kind of giving us a wee bit of feedback here. Yeah. Our fact checker. Uh, we have a fact checker. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. That'd be great because stops me from having to Google every two seconds. <laughs> exactly. In but, this instance, I think it was pretty much a matter of they were given a spoon and told to chop down a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we should wrap up the review part of this. We've spoke for yes. about 50 minutes on how much we hate this film, unless it was a comedy. Then it's one of the greatest comedies ever. Because I mean, like, if you watch Nicolas Cage punch a person while wearing a bear suit, that's. <sighs> That's yeah. fucking hilarious. It's, I mean, like, it's pretty fucking right, was, brilliant. So to be to be fair, like the original movie does have a very similar scene where he is dressed as a jester, Joker. I was kind of like yeah. kind of like the yeah the jester type character, but the he film. runs up and punches oh, right. in, in the same sort of manner, like almost okay. like they were trying to replicate the punch. I want to <laughs> I want to actually defend the original for that more so because mm, okay. this the setup of him being in the fool's costume was yes. set up by the village because he is the fool and they must sacrifice the fool who is actually yeah. the virtuous man. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to defend that because that's really clever okay. how they've done it. Big. So can you defend the part where then it starts playing like a fucking crazy electric guitar solo as he's running away? Like, because yes, that's, fucking, that's fucking amazing. Like, that, like, <laughs> the music in the original Wicker Man is fucking brilliant other than that scene. Yeah, no, like, I that, don't like that me. electric totally guitar agree. thing is like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Like, I'm, su- <laughs> yeah. I'm su- surprised with all the inbreeding there wasn't more banjo music playing in this one. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, so, Thomas Thomas chimes in with a hey yo and that's my favourite song from the thing with a Willow song where it's like hey yo say yes. how do <laughs> do you know what's a really unsettling scene in the original just before we, we wrap up the review yeah, 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 yeah. we'll kind of just have a blather is see when she's dancing naked and banging and the walls to the try wall, and get him yeah. it's like it's maybe this really sexy erotic scene but see with the music and his reactions you're sitting going I don't know if she's going to kill him it's, that vibe of like, is she gonna, you know, do some horrible shit to him with no clothes on? And then you have yeah. that kind of bloody moment, and it's just gonna be gross. And I loved it because I kept going, I don't know what's gonna happen. I really don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah, Michael, go watch the original, man. Like, it's oh, fuck off yeah. now. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, fine. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry I didn't do my homework. I was just busy being an adult. Uh, for sure. 
Oh, he did it. I'm out. So, <laughs> I have to say, like, I think we're unanimous on this one that don't watch. Mm. 10 out of 10. Do watch The Wicker Man, Man. because it's. But it's don't got watch it for what you think you want to watch yeah. it for. Don't watch it for what you think it should be. Watch yeah. it for Nicolas Cage being prime Nicolas Cage ridiculousness. So, mm. actually, what I, what I want to throw about uh, is watch this as a. <laughs> Like as a background, okay. Um, um, Thomas like, is sticking up for you. It's so good. Yeah. Like some of these eyes are sticking up for Michael. <laughs> I know it never happens, especially from Thomas. <laughs> um, but thank you. Um, yeah, put this on at the background of a party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just it, you know, it can make conversation, and it just gives you all something to talk about and have fun. Same yeah. with like. Horror films are always good to have on in the background of parties. Yeah. Um, you probably were, Thomas. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I would call this film, because I wanted a rating. I'll, since we're live and people can see us, I want to do a bit of a rating. This is my rating. I got it from a YouTuber that I watch, and I think it's the best rating I could give to this is watch it while you're drunk. Rating. This is a yeah, film yeah. you watch when you're drunk, and you'll have a ball. This is a film you make a riff track of. Yes. Yeah. Because essentially, like, the, nothing happens for a good hour of this entire film. There's only, like, maybe, like, half an hour worth of key scenes. And most of those are just key scenes because they're funny as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can feel free to chat to your friends during it or just have a laugh, get drunk, do whatever you like. And then you can come back for the moment. You're like, oh, he's got the doll. Quick, everyone. He's going to see how he get burned. <laughs> like, he's about to punch budget Kathy Bates in the face. So let's get everyone in. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Donald's came in with a really good comment. Yep. Make it a drinking game. Every time something doesn't make sense, take a shot. Mate, no. are you I'm trying dead. to kill us? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have enough As Mark put it, there's like 45 dream sequences. Yep. Like, you try to kill us, man. So, I think we can kind of call a day on the review part, but... Oh, if, God, yeah. <laughs> but the thing, one of the Please. big films that we're going to go into next... Which I would like to go into because I'm a massive Lovecraft fan. I completely mm-hmm. understand of because when you say that nowadays a lot of people have their backup because of he was a horrible human. And I get that. But I love the worlds he built and I love what people have done with it since. And it's got Nick Cage in it and he's doing colour from space. <laughs> and it's oh, meant man. to be really good. Like yeah, really, I really see good. It. So I am going to put it forward for us to watch colour space. Color from we space. We could do like a, a Nicolas Cage season. Like we could do a Nicolas Cage <laughs> season. We could we could do that. Would would people like to see that? Us rant about Nicolas Cage. Is that something people would like? So I, I actually I am um, I was doing a quiz last night, and the uh, the final round you actually get to pick out of three subjects, and the subject that got picked was Nicolas Cage. Ah oh, man, um, it's only a couple of weeks early, or you'd have been an absolute genius on it. I think we got like four out of six because one of them was multiple choice and the other one was like about a nine foot pyramid he owns in North Carolina or something. What? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he owns a nine foot pyramid that is essentially going to be his mausoleum. Wow. Well, that's yeah. a very Nick Cage thing to do, isn't it? I suppose. I would have assumed that he would just get buried in like the same coffin that Superman died in. Like, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> like just had the, the S symbol etched on it. Like... Yeah, probably. 
So I'm going to throw it out to the chat if anybody's kicking about there. Is there any films that you would like us to watch? I know Ina wants us to do the Son of Mask. The, Ma- the Son of the Mask. Son of, Son of Mask. She oh, would like to start. I think I watched that once. Yeah. Is that the one that's got Alan Cumming in it? Like, that's all I, I really remember. Or, or he, was is, he is Loki. I'm going to check that out. Everyone's Loki when they put the mask on, though, aren't they? Right. Well, so, no, so the, the mask embodies like the spirit of Loki. And like it was, I think it was made by Loki, but he is Loki. Oh, oh, okay, right, yeah. Um, Alan Cumming as Loki, you are correct. I will. He's, he's essentially, he's essentially come back to be like, yeah, give me my mask, and then a baby <laughs> wears it, and you're like, what is happening? Going up, and has just confirmed there as well. It was Alan Cumming. Yeah, I am yeah. going to put a he thing out. Loop. I'm going to put a thing out to the chat. If anybody gives us a good film to watch, you'll get brownie points on my end. <laughs> a good film. <laughs> 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 like I don't want to be known for us to watch shit films, and then we get to like well, week eight, eight, and we're all what's... grey and old. Hold the fucking phone, all right? What's the name of this podcast? Yeah, it's always, always the worst. I, I will give I a bit. Of ba- like... I, I give a bit of backstory on always the worst, how that came about, because I think it's good to know. I think it's good for people to know. So, this podcast was originally called Just Blethering, Super Scotty's Fairy Us. Like I did, it was mostly just me and Mark, and then I actually did a few episodes with Michael on The Simpsons. And we took a huge break because everybody was working, because that happens, and real life gets in the way, and blah, 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 shite. Decided to get it back going because isolation happened, and I was bored out my tits. And I went to log in to Just Blethering, and forgot all my details, and including the email address to get into it. So I couldn't get in to the anchor. And it was a shame because I spent a lot of time building a wee mini audience of my mates to what to listen. And I was talking to Mark, I was like, mate, I can't think of your name. I just can't. We can't do this one. I want it to be something. And he went, why don't we just do always the worst? And I went, right, that's fine, done. So it wasn't even like, we were like, oh, this is the best name ever. We went, that's a name. Let's well, move on. I liked it because I thought it would work with whatever our subject was. Like, you could have a colon afterward, and it'd be like, you know, always yes. the worst Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. Or always the worst, like, always I, the worst podcast. Do, do you know what? It's grew on me, and I love it yeah. to bits, as you've seen when we sit and making logos for about three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, gave another good suggestion. If you want a good movie, right? And she has suggested Marriage Story, uh, which is a Netflix film with uh, Adam Driver and the god damn it why i can't remember her name scarlett johansson scarlett johansson yeah i'm and dying to see that it's fantastic like honestly it's probably the best acting performances i have seen from anything in the past like yeah. 10 years like straight up there it's probably one of the best films okay made. We'll, put, we'll put it on the list like we're going to make a list of stuff and then i'm actually going to do a schedule of it and just post it off a schedule what we're going to be watching uh, i am down for what thomas said I'm pointing at the screen. That's where my arms go right now. I'm pointing yep. at his comment. Masters Your comment. The universe does. Yes, uh, this yeah. Dolph Lundgren. It like peak Dolph Lundgren. Oh, it's so mm. good. Um, I've oh. also got another good one in from oh. Alan, my lecturer at college, to watch The Incredible Shrinking Man. I right. have no idea what that is, so I don't even want to Google it. It's on the list. Um, right. So Donald has said uh, one hour photo, right? And I will agree a hundred percent because I just love hearing robin williams saying neon genesis evangelion (laughs) (laughs) like that is the best thing about that entire film is when he says that line i was just like here god damn yeah (laughs) i just i just find it weird because 
I remember seeing like some of that, like the first bit of that film, and I was like, oh, Robin Williams, he's the guy from Jumanji, and he's the genie, and why is he creeping on this fan? Oh no, barriers have been broken. <laughs> oh no. So, on the note of next week's film, we're going to be watching The Colour from Space. Right. So I'm actually going to load up the trailer because I think I'll, so many people don't understand what this film is because it flew so under the radar. It just kind of got announced and then came out. So right. I would quite like to shove the trailer on for a moment just to let you guys see what it is as well. All right. This is Colour from Space. I'll even yes. shush. Any chance you could hit that little uh, fill screen button as well? That would make me feel good. <laughs> no. What do you think this is? <laughs> like I went in the cinema mode. Right, I thought that was I was decent enough. I didn't know if it would fit right. Right, let's watch this. Oh, Spectre Vision. They're the guys that do um, uh, Elijah Woods Company, isn't it? Of course you own it, Thomas. That's very you. <laughs> actually, uh, fun fact, that that figure in the film was actually Robin Williams. He brought it with him. Wow. God, I didn't know Thomas had the figure that Robin Williams owned. <laughs> I won't lie, I'm loving this kind of 90s font with the glow behind mm. it. That is it's making my day. It's very goosebumps. Yes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The producers of Mandy makes sense. Yeah, Mandy's great. I don't know if it's the film for me. It's in the static, it's in the moisture. It's in here, it's out there. What's oh, is that Chong? No, I think, I think it is. It's one of the two of them. Oh. Where is it? I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. It's one of the Cheech and Chongs. <laughs> How much does that voice sound like uh, Mickey Rock? Just a color that burns. It does, yes. Tommy Chong. Yeah, there we go. God, that film is... It looks so colourful. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what? I like the look of it because it has that same vibe as Annihilation. Where mm. Annihilation was super loosely based on colour out of space. It's its own thing and it's its own book. But you yeah. could definitely feel the references from colour out of space. Especially with like the kind of like the like the unknown like geometry, if you get what I mean. Like yeah. the kind of like the the bit at the end where things are just like so I love that film. And, and this indescribable to humans. Yeah. That's what I, I love. I yeah. actually love that film. It's guys so they spelled beautiful. they spelled colour wrong. <laughs> God damn Americans <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, yeah. Yeah. So try and explain that to an alien that comes to your planet. See half of us spell it with Oh my god. Thank you. Half of us are wrong. Thank you, Ina. Ina just loves my setup. It we only just spend like all of our money. Orders. Yeah. no no, she's talking about my freaking lights and stuff. Oh, colors I thought you were talking about the, the borders and the cool backgrounds and shit. Or the borders, either or both of it's mine. It's mine right, anyway. Well, anyway, we'll just we'll just switch off. Chris, is here. you go and go and do your own thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I should I'm have a screen here w- called just Chris. I should have a scene just for me. 
I was like, getting ah, a compliment on my see, see, was talk- shelf. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I told you she was talking about my lighting set. So my lighting set. <laughs> right. Told you, yeah. yeah. That's because I went and got a new light today. I'm just going to show it. There it's there. It just hides behind my chair and makes that wall a wee bit yeah. bluer. If if we can wait another like four hours, we may actually get to see it because <laughs> the sun <laughs> might go down. I cannot. And I hope you're still in this chat, on it. I hope you're still watching because I know you're not going to re- respond in the chat. But you, you've seen now that people are demanding that we have blackout curtains at the side of the living room. <laughs> I want just everybody just to, to just demand to Donna, just in the chat, just demand to Donna that we get blackout curtains. All I have to say is, uh, Donna, you put up with enough. Just uh, take Mark, your time off. Mark, Don't go, go fuck yourself. Else. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Mark. <doesn't> deserve it. <laughs> See, it is. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Don't listen to the chat. <laughs> hey. But I'm glad so, Ina's on my side. That's quite good. Um, Chris, you actually suggested taking a bin bag and using a bin bag to make blackout curtains. Yes. Uh, Donna, Donna, what I suggest is take the bin bag, put Chris in the bin bag, and just, yeah, jobs are good. That's what I think. <laughs> but yeah, no, because that's what I had to do for film and my horror. My horror film upstairs was I, I bin bag the windows to make it dark. Do you know what I'm going to do as well before we watch this Colour of Space thing? Uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can actually find the original story it's based on. And <laughs> see uh, I have read it, actually. Oh, okay. It's interesting. It's it's not great. It's just it's an interesting concept, which is my very Lovecraft thing. Is I don't think he's the best storyteller in the world by any stretch of imagination, but his concepts are cool. It's like one of the things of, I'm so glad he just made his work open to everybody. Yeah. That's good because, like, yeah, anyone being able to make anything within his universe allows like endless possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. you've been going for about an hour. That is usually round about our time, in my opinion. I think an hour is a good time for us. I Mark usually don't. That gong. I usually don't last that long. There we go. <laughs> because Mark's got a stream tonight, and I don't want to take up any yeah. more of his time. Ah, oh, nice. Go stream. Yeah. Uh, Mark, where can we find your stream? uh yeah i don't know uh some place <laughs> called twitch uh but my stream is at forward slash arkham cult but i'll put that in the chat to help you figure that out a nice one there you go so for anyone listening to back this on the podcast uh you can figure out how to spell it <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is the kind of gold you get on march stream a carpet john wick Oh, that was a good one. That was a good uh, night. That was a good the night. Doug, the Doug trio with uh, all the different villains on it was my favourite, personally. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. that no, I'll weird. show you my favourite. My favourite was this guy. Let's see if it loads up quick enough. Which one? Oh, is it the, the Mario Brothers? Mario Brothers. <laughs> Look at them. Look at that ass, man. <laughs> the oh. Jojo reference Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. So... Michael, where can they find you? I'm pretty sure you have a website and all that jazz. Uh, I don't know that I do. Um, what the <laughs> hell's my... Um, oh, God, let's see if I can find a link. Uh, get, real... Don't you worry, I'll get you a link. I've got yeah, you covered. I'm trying to... Because I'm trying to... Listen, my laptop's highly limited at the minute. Um, I'm just going to share it in the chat very quickly. No, Anything? no, I'm on it. I'm on Too it. Too late, Shut mate. Your... I've already got it done. Oh. Wait. So, right. 
tell them what it's called for other people who can only hear so, this. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening in the future on the podcast, forget about it. No. Um, you can find me at reallyragingrobot.com, uh, reallyragingrobot on Facebook, Real Raging Robot on Twitter. Um, and I basically just talk about fucking nerd shit, man. Like lots of Pokemon, lots of Power Rangers are stuff I like to talk about. Um, I occasionally take a crack at films, good or bad. Uh, one of my recent articles was talking about Venom and a couple tweaks I'd like to make to that because um, it was it was a swing and a miss, guys. Swing <laughs> and a miss from Sony. Um, yeah. And just stuff like that. I'm also open to suggestions if people want to swing by either Facebook or Twitter and drop me a drop me an at and just awesome. be like, that's right, at me. At you. <laughs> don't, don't at me, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, don't at me. Okay. Well, I want to thank you, Michael and Mark, oh, for Chris. joining me. Chris, what about you? You find what me do you here. Do? You find me here. This is where you find oh. me. <laughs> and Chris, Chris also here. has a Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Chris sometimes plays Gears. Aye, that's a bit. Like, I'll play Gears or whatever now and then, but this is slowly but surely just taking over my whole life, so... And he's yeah. he's now got his um his super new gaming chair, which has flames on it, because yeah. apparently apparently he mains Reaper. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. We're getting a bit of Edge of joke. Yep. But yeah, I want to thank both of you for joining us. I want to thank everybody that's joined in and participated yeah. in the chat. Thanks, guys. You have the Yous have been brilliant. Yous are oh, stars in my book. Good fun. Yeah. So until next time, where we'll be diving into the color of from space, we'll catch color you later. Space. Of space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> catch you later. Anyways. Anyways. Bye. 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 Thanks for coming. Bye.